What's up, sheeple? Welcome to another episode of Repeater. My name is Evan. And I'm Pat. And today we have a special live episode for you featuring the incredible Branson Reese. Branson is a comedian and comic illustrator based right here in New York, where you can see him do funny things both on stage and on the internet. And speaking of live and featuring, we have Matt Cosable on the show, who is alive, and we feature him because he's a musician, and he loves Jawbreaker, and he got to cover Want, and he was so excited. That was a lot of and, so here's some more. He was also in a bunch of bands, such as The Planes, and Rockets on Wire, and Endling. And if you like today's episode, do us a favor and tell a friend about it or, you know, subscribe if you're not subscribed or rate us if you haven't rated us. Do all those cool podcast things. Yeah, we really would. If you like and subscribe, that'd be sweet. Tell a friend. Tell somebody that likes Strawbreaker. Tell somebody that likes Branson. Oh, a lot of people like Branson. Well, thanks for joining us, folks. This is Repeater. Thank you. Hello. Hello. Hey, everyone. Brayson, how are you today? I'm great. I'm feeling good. I cool. had like a subway mishap on the way here. <laughs> That's but. right. What they were just, what was happening? This like, I will, I'm going to preface this story. It yeah. could not be less interesting. Good. But I, we just yeah. like, skipped a few stops and then I panicked when I got off and got a cab mm. and then I was early. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> That's I warned you, as I said, I said, this is not a good story. Sort of the best kind of subway fiasco to happen. Yeah. One that in terms ends of up, like you get there early. Yeah. Yeah. It ended up not being a problem, but otherwise I'm good. I'm having it. How are you guys? Good. Great. Great. Yeah. Good. Okay. Well. Where are you Wonderful. moving? Uh, like 10 minutes that way. Okay. So not that yeah. far. Evan's freaking out. But for the like listeners at home, Pat pointed like Southeast. <laughs> sure. Southwest. Southwest. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Staying in Astoria, which again, if you're a listener at home, this is a neighborhood of Queens. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Queens, New York. That is, it is the, uh, the northwesternmost neighborhood of Queens and it's a delightful place to live. And uh, we're both going to continue living there. Cool. True. Yeah. Yeah, this audience is hot for Queens. <laughs> we are. We are. They don't like this. the subway story, but they love Queens. Uh, we are recording this at the lovely QED in Astoria, Queens. So we are very lucky to both uh, live here and have our live shows be taped here, yes. which is very cool. The venue- you said that like Queens has like a gun to your head. <laughs> <laughs> um, it is very good. I am safe in Queens. <laughs> Um, the curtain is hiding the gun. In fact, I think Pat, I think you're moving to old Astoria. Yeah. Like the original neighborhood of Astoria. Yeah. Moving Free. back in time. Yeah. Where what? there's where there's nothing hip. Yeah. That's not true. There's some there's cool thought. graffiti murals. Oh yeah, there's a coffee shop. So it's very you'll cool. be fine, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you'll be okay. Yeah, I have a place to go take my laptop and do work for yeah. seven hours. Yeah, you're safe. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but great. Let's, uh, let's talk about a little bit of what we've been listening to lately. Oh yeah. You want to start us off? Sure. Um, so on Friday night I got on a train from Penn station and went down to Asbury park and it was a very big deal for me because I got to see streetlight manifesto play keys me nights. Oh yeah. It's about the, (laughs) (laughs) for anyone unfamiliar with what Pat just said, here's what you need to know. 
Uh, it was the 20th anniversary of a third wave ska punk album. I think that says and it all. <laughs> I can't express how excited I was. I like legitimately thought I might cry. Um, yeah. And it was great. It was so much fun. Uh, I'm sure. And I think it was such a big deal because the f- first show I was supposed to go to was Catch-22. And it was a little bit after Keysby Nights came out. Uh, and they have my friend's dad like bailed on driving us up to Poughkeepsie that night. So he was like, no, no, I'll take you out the next night. And so the, my first ever like real rock show was Snapcase and Finch, Mm. which what it was a very forgettable show. Yeah. (laughs) Very forgettable. History forgot that. (laughs) (laughs) They had one album that was great. And then the next one came out and everybody went, ugh. I've been Uh doing, I've been like uh, reinvesting in Finch lately, which is a weird thing to say, but. I stand by that one album. Yeah, good. Buy, no, yeah. buy low, sell high. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, no. Anyway, I got to go out to Asbury Park to see this album get performed, and it was wonderful, and it made me very yeah. happy. Uh, but probably so. The specific song that I was the most excited to hear, they played a song off the Keysby Nights demo called "I'm Better Than You," and mm. it was great. It was just like a great kind of angsty teenage punk song being played by a guy that's in his early forties, so it's very <laughs> relatable. <laughs> That's nice. Yeah, yeah, that sounds great. Um, a song that I've been listening to a lot recently uh, and last month, but because it was a little more apropos, is uh, uh, Sometimes It Snows in April by Prince. Oh, yeah. Um, it's so good. And I think it's a song. <laughs> it's a song that like someone had to point out to me um, like within his like catalog of one million songs. Because I think it's the last track on the album that it's on which I can't remember which album that is, but um, <clears throat> kind of sneaks up on you because maybe you're sort of like, you've been in the groove for a while with the album and then he hits you with this ballad sort of at the end. And it is, it's such a good song. It's so incredible. It kind of became, I think, the unofficial anthem of his death because like, he died in April. Yeah. Um, and it also snowed in April this year, which was cool. Uh, kind of timed up well, but that song is so good. And I was recently listening to it again specifically because this artist whose name I'm going to mispronounce and butcher, and I feel stupid about it, but her name's Michelle uh, Nenjegocello, I think. She is a very prolific like jazz bassist and very well-known in that world, and I, she's pretty new to me. But she just did a covers album um, called Ventriloquism, and she covers that song, and it's crazy good. It's great. It's a good... I just complained, because it snowed in April, and I complained yeah. online about it. As if that would change anything. But <laughs> the And then like a hundred people all sent me that song yeah. in a row. And I was like, at first I was annoyed and I was like, well, I'll show you, I'll listen to it. And like, <laughs> <laughs> it was great. That was in a good I'll mood. I'll show you, I'll cave. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Ooh, I'll listen to this. Ooh, this is, ooh, this is a nice one. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's a beautiful, beautiful song. Um, and her cover of it as well is, is excellent. It's, her, actually, it's a great album of covers, which I feel like, does not happen that often. Yeah, so, yeah. What is the, I'm trying um, to think of another like great covers album. I don't know. I mean, you know, like, you know, like, 14 year old me would have said yeah. Garage Inc. by Metallica, <laughs> but oh, I, yeah. I would have been, I would have been wrong. Um, There's some, don't they do like the, um, uh, like where Eagles Dare on that? Maybe. I think I they do. I might yeah. be, Usually, like most covers albums, I think that I have liked over my course of my life are probably done by various artists. Rarely by one artist doing covers. Although, 
the one that came to mind from high school was that uh, Newfound Glory would do covers albums, and I was a big pop punk fan. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, they covered pop songs, and so it worked pretty well. Yeah, I would say. Yeah, yeah. No harm, no foul. Yeah, no harm, no there foul. There was also a really good Mountain Goats cover album that came out this year. Oh yeah, uh, they got a bunch of artists to cover All Hail West Texas, mm. and got like Andrew Bird and a Babio Sound Machine, which is like this cool like African electro group. Uh, oh, so cool. yeah. So it was like taking these like folky songs and like really reconfigure. Oh, is that part of that? The podcast? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. It's very cool. cool. Yeah. Branson. Oh yeah. I've been, uh, listening to, uh, to the, when I was listening to the new, it's not new. It's like a few months old, the new turnstile album on the way here that I liked. It got like ripped apart by pitchfork, but mm-hmm. they, ah, whatever. Yeah. I hate them. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I don't care. But the, uh, the other one I've been, this is truly, I don't like, I like, don't think you should have guilty pleasures, but like this one, I, I can't believe I'm saying like on record, the, uh, my friend Mitra got me into this show on Netflix called lost and found music studio. Are you guys familiar? No, of course you're not. It's, uh, <laughs> these Canadian teenagers and it's, we could, I, we would need like three podcasts to like Let's cover this show. Let's do it. It's a, it's a terrible show, but it's like really compelling. And I watched two seasons of it, like in a night and I found it all on Spotify and like all these kids like play instruments and write music wow. for, I don't think they write the music, but anyway, I listened to the album and it's something, it's like sick, but something about it. Like I can't stop listening to it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's a good compulsion to have. Yeah. Cool. I'm not hurting anyone. What's yeah. the name of the show again? <laughs> Pardon? What's the name of the show again? It's called Lost and... F- I think it's called Lost and Found Music Studio. If you go to Netflix and search Lost and Found, it'll message you and be like, are you sure? And then, <laughs> then you say yes and you can watch it. Cool. Cool. Great rec. Yeah. Uh, what do you want to talk about tonight? For the... Oh, the song that I... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, <laughs> no. I, the song is uh, Want by Jawbreaker. Great. Let's listen to a brief clip of it. Cool. Yeah. Brought it right into the chorus. That's smart, yeah. Or I don't even know what you would call this. This is the chorus. The chorus yeah. yeah. Ooh. It's a very good rendition of I, I, I. Yeah. We understand where the title comes from. It's a helpful part of the song. Because he wants some, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. You see how they got, yeah. And then this part rules, too. It does. This part? Yeah. Yeah, yeah this it's is great, such a right? simple riff, and it's wonderful. Yeah, it's a really good song. Yeah. Yeah. I think I did the right thing by choosing this song. <laughs> you did. Yeah, thank you. Congratulations. You can stay. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, that's it. No, it's done. Um, so great. That's the song. Uh, Pat and I are going to try to guess why you chose it. Oh, yeah, this part. Yeah. Great. And as usual, we will be right. Yes. Um, which is probably not true. Did There we go. Um, I think you... So... I think you grew up in a suburb and had a cool yeah, right so far. Whoa. Yep. That's how you get it. Start real general. Uh, this is like the, like, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, John Edwards, like crossing yeah. over. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did think about trying to learn those tricks on how to like make people think I was reading their mind. Yeah. Uh, and then I creep myself out with that. So I'm not going to do that. Mm. Um, no, but like, I think either older brother or like, older neighbor had this album and like cassette tape and would drive you to school and this was on it. Uh, and then when you turn, when you turned into a teenager and picked up the bass, you were like, yeah, this is the song I want to learn. That's my cool. guess. Okay. Do I confirm or deny? I wait for you. You can guys wait. For, yeah, okay. You can yeah, wait yeah. for me. 
my guess, uh, I had no idea because to me, um, probably by the time I found out about Jawbreaker was like so far past the game um, that like they immediately seemed extremely cool to me. And uh, you probably like thought you were uncool, but this was a really cool band to like. And so to, in my mind, you just naturally knew who they were. Um, but I, I, yeah, I don't know how they would have come to you, but I bet, um, I bet maybe this is the, maybe this is the first Jawbreaker album handed to you and this is the opening track. And so it's just that thing of like, this is your entry point into a world of this kind of like straight up heavier, legit punk music from the nineties. That's my guess. Oh, this is a pretty good guess. This is a very flattering to me guesses. So I, <laughs> I really like those guesses. <laughs> Uh, and all the ways that they're not accurate are just like, oh, I was actually like dumber than you think I was. <laughs> um, no, this was to the, like the origin of me choosing this song for this yeah. was Evan texted me to be like, do you want to be on repeater? I was like, yeah. He was like, great. So the next step is you have to pick a song. And I was like, I'll get back to you. And I was like thinking like, what's a song I should listen to? What's a song I should listen to? And I realized like it had been like four hours and during that four hours, I had listened to this song over and over. And I was like, oh, I love this song. I'll just pick that one. My history with the song is I was thinking about it on the way here of like, cause it's back far enough that I don't totally like remember the first moment that I yeah. heard it. It was just like, oh, it was there for a while. It was, I'm pretty sure I was in a, I say I was in a band, but we didn't have a name and we didn't play any shows. <laughs> But we did, we did like fuck around in my friend's basement all the time, sure, just like yeah. playing music. And it was the, like, we were all like 13 and 14. And it's like the age where you get really aggressive about your specific tastes. And anyone it's like the narcissism of small differences. Like anyone who's a little off, mm-hmm. like can eat shit like that. <laughs> and that's why we never did anything is because we, we just right. spent way more time like fighting with each other yeah. than do But I do remember I played bass in that band and we had to be at his house. Cause his dad had a bass and my mom said, if I wanted a bass, I had to mow lawns for a bass. So I was like, I'll just go over to his house <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll just do theater later. Like, but whatever. No, uh, and I so like I, we would play a lot of like he was better than I was, and so that limited the pool of what we were able to play. Mm-hmm. I had very uh, specific taste that limited the pool, and I like I wanted the bass to be featured prominently, so that limited the pool even more. <laughs> yeah. And like we would mostly just play Iron Man over and over and over again. Yeah. But I do remember this song and Waiting Room were both like yeah downloaded yeah. by me. I think doubt yeah like from like Kazaa or something sure. like. Early on, and as far as Jawbreaker songs go, this one and uh, Boxcar, which are like the two, you know, the two, like, if you're like a basic Jawbreaker fan, that's like the (laughs) starter pack songs. Like those, I knew about those for years and it wasn't, it was probably like five or six years, like when I was like older teen that I found out about the, or I mean, I knew it was there, but that I like listened to the rest of their catalog. So that's like my history with that song. Yeah. It's very awesome. Thanks. Was that, um, uh, is that like a, at the time, was that a genre in general that you were very into? Or is that maybe something that did come later once you sort of got more of a view of, you know, like that band as a whole or other bands? Oh, punk is a, yeah. Oh yeah. I was, uh, explicitly only into that and everyone else was like, was fake. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. This is like not a flattering story to me, but like, yeah, yeah, I was very extremely into 
punk and we like at that point we moved around a lot but at that point in like late middle school early high school we lived outside of dc and so yeah. i was like gotta find some dc and jobbery is not a dc band but there's like fugazi and sure. like that yeah. uh that like scene of bands i like became very into and even more than i was into i was into like talking about how into them Sure. I was, yeah, but that, yeah, I was like, that's where I was for a while. And then like later in high school, I got into like, just, you know, like indie music mm-hmm. that was every, this was like around like 2005, 2006. Like that was very present. Yeah, for sure. At that point I was very into it. And then I remember, I do remember the moment it was, would have been 2008 because I had just moved to New York. I don't remember the band, but I was listening to some like indie rock song and thinking this is so boring and like being <laughs> I was like I have to sit down this is the mo- I can't I can't fathom how bored I am listening to this and then like from that point I was like I'm gonna jump back into what I liked when mm. I was younger and then no music progress from that point on in my life <laughs> <laughs> I've just stayed stagnant yeah but I would um uh kind of like the way you've you've spoken about it and I think this is something that comes up on the show from time to time is that idea of looking back at ourselves when we were so kind of like narrow about yeah. what we loved and what we were obsessed with. Now how like processing that as an adult and looking back, it's sort of a, I don't know, what's your association maybe with that kind of music fan that you were and what's your association with the genre now? I think it's been like, it's been like 15 years since I was, I'm, the math checks out. I'm 30. It's been 15 years since I was 15. <laughs> so uh, I, I don't know. I think I've got like enough distance from it that it's like not really embarrassing anymore. Mm-hmm. And it can more like, oh yeah, I was an extremely like opinionated and aggressive, like fan of a very like specific subset of punk music. Yeah. And I like define myself by like the, what I wouldn't allow into that or yeah. what I like wouldn't publicly allow into that. And I, uh, for years I was like embarrassed by that, but now it's like, whatever I was enthusiastic about something yeah. like that's yeah. a, I've met teenagers since then. It's so hard to get them excited about things like <laughs> good for me for being excited about something. I don't know. I'm, yeah. Yeah. It's well, I've gone from shame to like, I guess I'm not mad at myself to like, Oh, I'm a little proud of myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like also you were in high school and like high school music fans are shitty people sometimes because like, <laughs> oh, yeah, I had, I had like friends that were very much like, oh, you like you can't like that. Like that's the Long Island emo. You no, 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 don't do that. You can't listen to that. Yeah, like, that's like a just like a bad way to be a fan of something is to just gatekeep like that. It's I mean, you know, Jawbreaker talks about that. This is like a, that's a <laughs> subject of a lot yeah. of their songs is about like this scene that you guys have created is like so suffocating that like. <laughs> nothing exciting or fun is coming from it. And like, yeah, I was guilty of that, but I was also a little kid. So it's fine. Like, yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, I've also been thinking about it recently. Cause like, not to get political, but like, mm. you know, like <clears throat> Trump's president. So Whoa. I don't want to like, blow you guys politics, so like politics hey. away. I know he's like, he's pretty easy to avoid. So you might not have known that, but yeah. he, uh, <laughs> he's president, which is like create, it's like stirred a lot of like old emotions for me of like mm-hmm. reminding myself when I was 13 and I was like, yo, fuck Bush. And like, yeah. my dad would be like, that's fine, but we're at the dinner table. Don't <laughs> you have whatever opinion you want, but you just made your mom cry. Like, uh, to, like that, but like those feelings though of have like re or is just like, yeah, they had like laid dormant for a while. And I'm like reinvestigating those is like, Oh, when you do that, when you poke those like old mm-hmm. emotions yeah. is like, Oh, a weird side effect is like all the music from that age yeah. is like, yeah. is now exciting to me again. I sort of, uh, you just reminded me that I think, I think it was side one dummy used to do these comps that were rock against Bush. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, and there was like 
take action uh, compilations mm-hmm. that were being put out in those years. <clears throat> and it is, it's like, it does feel maybe it's the like glossiness of having maybe like left college and gone to be an adult for a while and had Obama and all this stuff. <clears throat> so maybe some of that stuff was happening, but it does feel like we've all been kind of like sleeping on it for a little while. And now that that vigor is kind of back politically, yeah. uh, that music seems to matter a little bit more. Yeah. I mean, I think it, it probably just all goes in waves and like, this is the wave we're on right now. Yeah. Yeah. And like, it's, it's both unfortunate that we're on that wave, but like, it's nice to know that music can have that effect. Cause like uh, two years ago at fest, we saw propaganda mm. and oh, just whoa. like famously known for too much talking between songs, but like heavily political and it was great and like got me back into propaganda who I hadn't listened to since college. But then uh, uh, Donald Glover's uh, mm. This Is America. Today. I don't know if you saw that Last video. Night. I dropped. did. Yeah. But Somebody's thing. trying to clap through Someone's us talking. Clap, clap up for it. Yeah. Bring it up. Very it's good, good song. I Very see good video. on the internet too. But yeah, yeah the video is, yeah. that video is brutal. It's not fucking around. Like four people texted me the video right in a row as if like a tragedy had just occurred. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, it's a good, it's a good video though. It's a good video. And yeah, it's like, it just says a lot in four minutes and it's nice to know that music can do that. Yeah, for sure. It, I mean, I don't want to be one of those guys that's like, Oh man, when the Republicans are in charge, that's when the best music happens. Cause that's terror. That's a, that's a repulsive uh, opinion to have. But like, I do think there is something it's like, Oh, it's like, it's nice to care. It's nice to, be have that like that language of music like reflect that i care a lot about something that's happening yeah 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 for sure um and we are i'm sure we're only like due for more of it but it is um <clears throat> i don't this is such a uh, i'm trying to think of this was a term borrowed from i used to work for i used to work for a financial services company mm-hmm. years ago and um <clears throat> we used to talk about like short term profits basically so when in 2008 when the when the uh, when we we hit the shit so to speak, uh, that company did really well, but they were very like, um, aware that what we were doing was we were profiting off of like an overall very negative point in our economy's history. And that two years down the road, we might not exist because things are bad, you know? And it's, uh, it reminds me of that. It's like, yeah, we might get some cool art out of this. Uh, but the important thing is that we make it through this period, you know? Yeah. I like, I'll lose like a hundred albums if we like, mm, don't go to war. Like that's the nice <laughs> like, That's could just never listen to whatever albums we're losing there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. <laughs> um, but so when you picked up the bat, the bass, that's an instrument. <laughs> you got to play that bass, man. Freshwater. Anyway, I'm a professional. Uh, but like what got you into playing music? Cause like if it does that much for you just to like listen to it, like what made you pick up the guitar for the first time? Uh, that, I mean, I just like seemed cool. I wish I had like a more sophisticated answer, but it's just like, it seemed cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I did it. <laughs> but did you go for the, the bass first or I wanted to play, I had a guitar first and I was like playing guitar and then it was just a matter. I think a lot of people have this sort of like, Oh, that was taken in the group of yeah. friends that I yeah. had. So like bass wasn't taken. And this uh, also, I think it was like, I'm tall. And that like, <laughs> I do think that like factored in a little bit. They were like, oh, you like visually strike me as a bassist. Uh, and so I just picked up and like, there was a bass there. So I, I yeah. picked yeah. that up. And there wasn't a lot of thought put yeah. into it other than it also like it very quickly became, and this is not like a dig on bassist. Cause like I, was mm-hmm. wrong to do this, but I was like, Oh, I'm much worse at music than everyone else that I'm like 
hanging out with and doing this with. So I'll do the, this has less strings so that mathematically that's less, <laughs> that's less combinations of things for yeah. me to have to do. Uh, turns out it's really hard to, yeah. it's very hard to like competently play. I was thinking of this song specifically of like, I do remember looking up the bass tab for this. And the other one is, um, Carousel by Blink One. Oh yeah, oh, that's, the first, that's the first thing I ever learned on bass for yeah, sure. Yeah, I like. Yeah. I used to. I learned that at the exclusion of like six months of homework. Yeah, and I, I still. I bet I could either of these. I bet I could play them. Or also waiting room. Like the, those yeah, are three yeah. that I like could. In that's there. like I really. Yeah, it's a a it's wide like range good variety. Of, yeah, but I think I could. I probably still play those, and that was it. Yeah. I, I, uh, the last time I was ever in a band, which was back in college, I ended up being the bassist specifically cause I owned a bass. Yeah, that'll do basically it. the same thing. Like somebody was, <laughs> a friend was like, Hey Evan, don't you have a bass? And I said, yeah. And they're like, can we borrow it for a show? Uh, one of us, the two guitarists, one of us will play bass for this show. And I was like, Oh cool. Uh, yeah. And then they're like, wait, can you play it? And I was like, <laughs> I own it. Yeah. Like I could play bass. And so that's how I ended up in that band. What an origin story. <laughs> I was That's, like, I just replaced a, I replaced uh, a guitarist not playing guitar for one show. Nice. That's a, I had a friend who was in a band in high school who like could, he played the bass and he could not play the bass <laughs> and would just plug it in and like hit one note or just like punch at the strings over like a Sid Vicious. And like yeah. he literally was just in the band because those were all of his friends and it made more sense for him to be in it than not be in it. <laughs> yeah. And they just like tuned him down low just so he could like participate. <laughs> Friends. It's extremely that's Bad like what, good friends. When boomers yell at millennials for like participation trophy <laughs> stuff, that's like that's my friend's version of it. That might be the, what I have in mind. The band I was in in college was a ska band, surprise, surprise. Mm. Uh that had maybe twelve members. Which uh, wave? I guess third and a okay. half. Third and a half. College. College wave. College wave, <laughs> college wave ska band. Uh and the bass player was our best member. Oh, he was yeah. incredible. He was like yeah. a jazz bassist. And the rest of us were just like, sure, we'll just follow. You do you. And I don't think he ever played the same thing. Like he basically what? like we had like the covers we were doing or like the songs we were doing. And he would just do his thing. Oh, that like, sounds bad to me. That sounds like he wasn't <laughs> participating in the songs. No, he was. Oh, he, he just was, was like riffing. Yeah. That's very good. Well, what yeah. did you play in this guy band? Uh, I played the rhythm guitar. So I was the one doing just upstroke over yep. and over. Yeah. That was very good at it. It's a key part of a Scott band. You got it. Hello. Oh my He's God. in there. Um, Again, I'm a pro. You're a pro. Mike pro. Yeah. I mean, arguably one of the more recognizable features of a Scott band is the upstroke. Yes. So good job. And the 10 piece horn section. That's also a big part of it. <clears throat> a huge part of it. Pork pie hats. <laughs> I think that's part of it. Yeah. That's, that's Suits. another element somebody in bright green pants yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's the it's the deadpool of music <laughs> uh, yep <laughs> that's mean i don't mean to take a shot at scott i'm sorry it's okay it's okay it was fun yeah nobody cares okay it's fine <laughs> you heard how they responded yeah, when Scott's i said not i went gonna to cry. Street it's line. fine scott will survive yeah it'll be back uh, you said earlier, so you uh, you moved around a, a bit as a child. Yeah, so you're saying. Yeah, I moved around all over. Okay. Just like the people ask, "Is like where are you from?" And I'm like, "Oh, the Whoa. south." 
Um, but yeah, you've actually, so you've actually been a guest on the show before, but very yeah. briefly, we, we had you on a Valentine's day episode. Um, so we got to hear a little bit about that, but, uh, so around this time, this was like the DC Metro you're saying. Yeah. And like, what ages were you there for? That was, I think that would have been 13 to 18. Okay. So that so, was great. I had a nice, long, really like yeah. formative years. Yeah. I was like, very, I was able to appreciate like what a blessing having like a five year chunk in one. Mm-hmm. And for like those years in particular, that was very nice. Uh, but we, yeah, we also lived in like Alabama and Florida and I lived in Louisiana for a little bit and Tennessee and other parts of Virginia. Yeah. I think was that the biggest like city you'd been outside of? DC like living wise. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Other uh, like Birmingham or Mobile uh-huh. or Pensacola, which is obviously not as big city sure. wise. Um, but it is, um, I mean, it sounds like you were aware of it, right? But it's like DC does have that history uh, musically. Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's not like I was participating in that history. No, like, that had all been <laughs> over for like 15 years sure. by the time yeah. I was finding out about it. But it was like to read about it and then be like, wait a second. That's like, that's a, a concert venue that I go to where like everyone's 90 now, but like the <laughs> 90, but like the, yeah, that was like a very exciting feeling to be like, well, I'm near where something happened years ago. Yeah. In retrospect, it's like, Oh, I was just like starved for something as a kid, but sure. like cool. Yeah. It was a cool feeling. And it like led me to uh, be interested in that music over anything else. Yeah. And you are someone uh, who I think, I feel like you dive deep into the interests that you have, right? Yeah, that's true. Um, we were talking before the show, right? About uh, 33 and a third books. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, uh, what, what about it for you? Cause I think like we all have our own little levels of geekery or nerdism about the things that we love. Uh, what about it is it for you that like something catches your attention to the point where you're like going to do the dive? I thought about this. I, I think it's a, uh... The only example I can think of right now with like a deep dive, because I almost brought a Kiss song on, but we yeah. would have needed like four like hardcore history episode length like <laughs> podcasts for that one. But like for that one, it was just like, oh, something's wrong here. Like something in the texture of this like doesn't sit right with me. So I need to figure out what's going. I need to like mm. learn the language of it so I can uh, right yeah. so I can comprehend it or like the. There was like, a, you remember, there's like a few years ago, I got like obsessed with like the Myers-Briggs personality yeah. test because like it's fake and it seems fake and it's like definitely designed just to like sell a test to companies. Yeah. Uh-huh. But like that, made, I was like, I have to learn exactly what's wrong with this. And then like, yeah, it just like I'll spend a year or two just like thinking really deeply about that. You, the way you described it almost makes me feel like you're like a white blood cell. Like you, you recognize the foreign thing and like what's off a little bit and you like have to go investigate it and potentially eliminate it if it deserves it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It might make job. Think, yeah, I think you don't eliminate things. I think you like, you, you seem to grow to appreciate them more almost or. So I'm like a bad white blood cell. <laughs> like I'll yeah, get you, you sick, but. But you do hate like Myers-Briggs, right? I do think it's bad and I can talk about why it's bad. But that's but. the thing is like, I think about that test more because I talked to you about <laughs> how bad it is. Oh yeah. Yes. Nicole had to like, I mean, she didn't make it up, but like I had to sort of come up with a rule for like, okay, I, we can't bring this up at party. We get like <laughs> at one time at a party, I can be like trotted out to do my little trick where like I can nail everyone and then explain why it's all like, <laughs> I'm just like cold reading and it's all fake and like, but then we can't talk about it anymore. Cause I'll yeah. do, I do the same thing with astrology. Okay. Yeah. I feel like we got to do Getting one of those two things astrology. right now. Yeah. yeah. Let's do it. Astrology. Uh, which one would you rather do Myers-Briggs 
uh, or astrology? I mean, I'd re- if we have to do it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'll do, I'll do, astro- I don't actually, I have less beef with astrology. Okay, I'll do, so Myers- I'll do Myers-Briggs. Great. Uh, uh, ENFP. You are? Yeah. I disagree. <laughs> okay. I think you're ENFJ. Ooh, that's what I was in college. So you can, so here's, oh God. I God. changed. <laughs> I changed. You can't change, but it's also fake. <laughs> you're stuck. That's what I don't like about it. You're stuck with it forever. It's because the reason you can't change is because, oh God, uh, God I'm doing it now. But the, We're getting it. It's because the, people think the J and the P, I don't even know where to start with this. The J and the P mean like, uh, the J means like judge, the P mm-hmm. means perceive. Mm-hmm. And they think it's like, those are just like, those letters don't actually mean anything. What it actually means is like, it's like a series of functions. And again, this is, I don't know why I'm doing can this. I you, this can fake. I tell you why I agreed with the change? Okay, let's hear it. We, because I think when I was in college, I felt judgier about mm-hmm. things. So I was taking things in like being like critical and then distancing myself. And later I felt like I was critical, but cool with things. Sure. And that's why I thought the change was now how full of shit. That's why the acronym said like doesn't work. Okay. I'll talk. Okay. I gotta like get up to talk about it. So like (laughs) the thing about it is that it is again, it is, we've established that I don't believe it's real. So I'm like off the hook for talking about this, but the, uh, the way it actually works is you have functions and the functions Uh are extroverted or introverted and everybody thinks everybody feels everybody, uh, intuits and everybody senses. And it's just a matter of what you do in what order and what direction you do. If you do it extroverted or introverted. So that's the reason you can't switch is because everybody has their own function stack and in that function Mm. stack it can like things can manifest in different ways but like for example you're uh like oh i don't uh, i'm not i'm less judgy now like that actually has nothing to do with Mm. the function stack and the acronym only exists to simplify the function stack because it's like very difficult to say like oh i'm extroverted intuiting introverted thinking extroverted feeling introverted sensing like that's like Mm -hmm. uh that's mine, which is fake. But the like, <laughs> the like, it's like easier to just like have the acronym, and the right. J and the P are there just be as like uh, to explain. It's like oh, people with this order function stack tend to be a little more organized, so we're going to give them the J. These mm. people tend to be a little more open minded and less organized. We'll give them the P, but it doesn't actually like correspond to anything. Right. So your function stack, as I see it, would be extroverted feeling, which means Mm -hmm. you read the feelings of others and read the room. Introverted intuition, which is like long-term planning and goals and like, uh, like, internal symbolism. I can't believe I'm being allowed to do this. Uh, extroverted sensing, which is about like what's happening in the moment where you are, like mm-hmm. what the, uh, um, a lot of athletes have that as like their top sense. Sure. Um, or, and then your bottom one, this is one where you get a little bit of trouble is your bottom function is uh, introverted thinking, which means like you mm. might be, uh, your critical thinking might sometimes uh, take a backseat to like making sure everyone's okay. That's what I think, but I might, I mean, I could be wrong. And again, if I'm wrong or if I'm right, it's all fake. (laughs) Right, 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 right. Uh, Uh, Pat, do you know yours? Nope. Have no idea. (laughs) Cool. Cause I did the test and I was like, this doesn't matter. None of this is real. Yeah. That's the, wow. Yeah. I guess we could do that or you could spend two years like memorizing (laughs) the functions. But then again, we went, we were at our friend's house and like read through that birthday horoscope book. And that Mm. was like, oh yeah, this does fit. Also, Birthday it doesn't matter skills. where the moon is in the sky. Yeah. My, <laughs> I think that's where it started for me because the like I'm clearly much more heated about this than and the song sure. that I brought in. Like, right, of course. The, I remember reading about my birthday and like my horoscope yeah. when I was like a kid and being like, that's not me. It's like you're sensitive and moody and like a dreamer. Mm-hmm. And like nobody would describe me like that. Like nobody, my family yeah. was like, oh no, that's not. 
Yeah. That's not you at all. And I, at a party about like uh, three years ago, a friend of mine did, I was like, let's do it. Let's do my chart. And she did my chart and it was perfect. And it was like, oh, that's, that's me. It's like negative stuff about me that I've had like taken years to learn mm-hmm. how to deal with. Like that's, yeah, you really nailed me. And then later we realized she had put me a month early. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I was like, oh, this is January. This is not February. So we redid it with my current birthday or my current birthday. <laughs> <laughs> I changed it. Change it time, man. Yeah. The, yeah. The moment this is my birthday and they, <laughs> we redid it with my birthday and it was, again, it was like, uh, you're like, uh, like a, like a Kurt Cobain. Like you like, you, you care too much sometimes. And like, even she was like, Oh, something must be wrong with astrology. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Cause when I was, uh, just about to turn 30, I was like going to more shows and like seeing yeah. more music and seeing like bands I hadn't seen in a long time. And I was talking about it at work and my boss was like, oh yeah, no, that's because your Saturn's returning. And I was oh, like, no. Mm-hmm. Oh no, I wasn't about to turn 30 because I was like, I was much, because it's supposed to be when you turn 30. And yeah. I was like 27. That's what the No Doubt album is about. <laughs> mm, right. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it is. Yeah. He's about to turn 30. That's it's true. about like wanting to settle down. Is it 28? It's 28. All right. Oh, God, you know, did I just alienate you with this? Okay, great. Oh, God. I don't care about Oh, God. Are there any Myers-Briggs fans here? We got any big fam- fandos? Oh, we got one. Okay. We got one. Myers yeah. is here. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no, she was just children. like, yeah, no, your Saturn's returning because you're getting into pop punk again. I was like, mm. is that what that is? <laughs> That seems like just like a very like planet, like cosmic planetary way to be like, oh, you're afraid of getting older. You're like thinking yeah, about yeah, things yeah. from when you were a kid. Like everyone does that. Right. I don't think yeah. a planet and it's not is just like me. Saturn's coming back and going, hey, remember less than Jake? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Check out my rings and less than Jake. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't. There, it's a lot of like fancy or ethereal ways of just, I think, describing things that happen to most people. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think it's fine. If people believe in it, it's fine. I like, it has no bearing on my life. That's fine if they do, but like, right. But, but Ooh, I spent two years, years yeah. like angrily learning about it. It has no bearing on your life unless someone engages you about it at a social gathering. But even then I like, if they like, if they're like, this is you and I'm like, leave me alone. And they do, we're fine. But if they press it, then it's like, okay, well I've got two years of, <laughs> Uh, that's like uh, you're. It's very prepared of you to be that way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe I'm a J after all. <laughs> <laughs> maybe you are. Who knows? Um, Branson, thanks so much for talking to us. Yeah. Thanks yeah. for having me. It's been so wonderful. Oh thanks, yeah. Thanks, thanks for educating oh, yeah. us on that. I know. Oh, we sorry that. I derailed it. Sorry. Yeah. Give it up for Branson Reese. Thank you. If you want to get your dirty little ears on Matt's cover of Want by Jawbreaker, you can check out repeater.show right now. Cool. So you probably just went and did that and really loved the song. Or maybe you're saving it for later, which we also totally get. So for now, let's head back to QED and get a couple of live songs from Matt. Uh, Like I said, I'm not in a band right now. I'm sort of between things. But uh, this is sort of an all-cover set in that uh, I don't have any songs under my own name, right? But I've been in some bands, and I'm going to play some of their songs tonight, too. Last band I played guitar in was called uh, Rockets on Wire. It was one I was in right after college. And I think all both of the fans of that band are actually in the crowd tonight. Um, I also wasn't the main singer of that band, so... This is more of a cover than the other
I agree. So this last one, I don't think has been played in any format live for 10 years. What? I believe it was last played in an auditorium at Iona College. At a battle of the bands where we all left early because we knew that we lost and then we went to Buffalo Wild Wings. <laughs> and I'll tell you, when you're 22, Buffalo Wild Wings is pretty all right. Anyway, let's do it. Any 
If you want more of that sweet, sweet Branson Reese action, you can follow his ass online. You can get Branson on Twitter at Branson Reese or on Instagram at Branson of God. We may also recommend checking out swanboy.com for all the latest and hottest Swanboy comics. And speaking of the internet, Matt Costable is there too. You can find him on Instagram at Costabild or you can find him on Twitter at Costabizzle. He's got funny tweets and they're great. You can also check out his band, The Plains, on Bandcamp at theplainsnyc.bandcamp.com. Pretty great indeed. And we think you're great and we're so glad you listened to this show. Talking with Branson uh, was a true treat. And like Pat said, we've known Matt for a long time and it was really great to finally have him on the show to play some music. Yeah, it was nice to have a night that just felt like a bunch of friends hanging out. And that's what we're always aiming for on this show, is to get the feeling of a bunch of friends hanging out. And that's how we feel about you. So thanks for hanging out with us. Yeah, thanks. Maybe one day you'll be on the show. Maybe one day you will. But until then, hit repeat. Evan, put your Jawbreaker shirt back on. Repeater is hosted by Evan Forbarden and Patrick Cartelli at QED in Astoria, Queens, a place to show and tell. Find out more at QEDAstoria.com. Our show is supported in part by Hi-Fi Records and Cafe in Astoria. Visit them from wherever you are at HiFi-Records.com. Editing by Stephen Garvey. Theme music by The Sun Lions. Everything else by Love Nest Productions. Welcome to Repeater. Repeater.